say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Pacific Beer Chat. My name is Warren. I'm Steven. I'm Dave. Jason from Big Ridge Brewing. And I'm Mike. All right. Well, I'm going to pass this off to Jason because this episode's going to actually be a bunch of beers that Jason brought from Big Ridge. So Not only did he bring them, but he made them. He made them, yes. So why don't you uh, just give a little uh, shout out to where the brewery is, a little bit about the brewery, the history, and then we'll get into the beer. Sure. So first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, our, is, pleasure. Hey, totally our pleasure. Totally top shelf. Right. I'm really appreciating it. So where we are located is in Surrey, 152nd yeah. and number 10. We're a little bit west of Cloverdale. Uh, every time I mention that, people will go, Hey, didn't you cross the way? It yeah. used to be Kitty Corner. Yes. That was Back so much day. better. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, that, that's that only because Tony was working there. So, anyway, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, but we just celebrated our 20th anniversary this yeah, year. Nice. So, uh, it's, there's not too many wow. breweries. Yeah. 20 years. 20 All years. Right, Big Ridge. That's amazing. Yeah. Actually, let me cut in. I have a little bit of a connection to the new location, too, because the company I work for designed the structure oh. for the current location of Big Ridge Brewing. So cool. I was there before you were. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were. Mind you, your, your lovely wife said earlier, it's like, I think we, we met there or had a date. or had a, She had a very fond memory about you and her at that location. Oh, we've the gone meeting. there, yeah, because um, when I first was going out with her, we, she moved out to Surrey with me when I still lived out there. So we had gone there a couple times, yeah. Yay, I love hearing stories like that. That just makes me happy. (laughs) So, yeah, 20th anniversary. There's been uh, a multitude of BC brewers that have gone through that location. Yeah, a lot of really good brewers. And uh, it has a lot of legacy. That's that's all I have to say. And we are a fully-fledged kind of OG brew pub. Not just that, but you've had some excellent chefs coming through there as well. That's that's the other thing I'm hearing is is as well. So I uh, I connect with our chef uh, on a regular basis. Him and I are, are thick as thieves. Yeah. So and it's it adds an, an incredible dimension. Uh-huh. So you don't see too many of that classic brew pub anymore. You kind of see more breweries with a tasting room, and then they have food, and it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. So yeah. Um. Do I feel like a little bit like a dinosaur in some way with yeah. the Tyrannosaurus Rex on? <laughs> but um, uh, on the other on the other hand, just being able to look back through, I'm just finished brewing today. Brew number one thousand wow. one hundred and sixty one. Wow. <laughs> Very good. So, That's some history, yeah. Yeah, to be able to look through all the talent that have gone through before me is uh, just fantastic. Yeah, be able could, to kind of learn. Could from you kind of name off? Do you remember some of the head brewers that have been there before? Absolutely. You? Before me was Chad Warford. Uh, he cut his teeth at Thirty Three Acres. Yeah. And, uh, another person before that, Ashley Brooks, yeah. KPU Love alumni. Ashley, yeah. uh, she's she's like four a celeb. Wins. Yeah, yeah, she's she now is. in Four Winds, just killing it there. Uh, I I'd probably talk to her about once a month. She's, yeah. 
super talented. Uh, before that, Nick Bolton. Uh, I've bumped into him a couple times. Super great guy. Uh, Tariq Khan. Yeah, so Tariq's amazing. He's a yeah. legend. Uh, yeah. So now with Stiller mostly. Yeah, absolutely. He's actually my production manager, so I report to him yeah. on anything brewing related and production related. So he's yeah. he's such a great mentor. Now he mostly he, distills at Yelltown Distillery. Yeah, right? that's correct. Yeah. Absolutely, which is part of the same group, the Mark yeah. James Group. You nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before that, Tony DeWald, yeah. uh, 30-year brewmaster, currently at Trading Post Brewing. I was actually his assistant before I took on this gig yeah. as a head brewer, and I wouldn't be able to do this without him. So huge shout-out to Trading Post and their team. Uh, just being able to look through his recipes and seeing the writing and going, oh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, other ones in, in, in no particular order, Dave Varga. Yeah. I, I heard brewed there, you know, Derek French out up in High Mountain yeah. Whistler Brew House. Uh, there's been a multitude of other people that have gone through there that have gone on and created, uh, I think, a great culture in the BC craft brewing scene. Yeah. I guess we should touch on you, too, because you've had quite the experience at a bunch of breweries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. joked a couple times that every time I see you, you're at a different brewery. It's a joke, <laughs> but... Yeah, I, uh, it's funny you should say that. So I've, to lean into it, I've, I've been a brewer for about only four years. I graduated from Olds College uh, from their brewery program. And the question I usually get is, why didn't you graduate from KPU? And at the time, KPU wasn't even open no. yet. Yeah, no. So I remember talking with Warren, and I, I jumped in on going out to Alberta just because, not only because the, the program wasn't open, and I really wanted to get ahead of the game. Yeah, for sure. And I remember Warren giving me some good solid counsel of like, yeah, go do it, man, give her. And I figure I'm going into the land of malt. Yeah. You know, I'm moving from the land of hops in British Columbia and going into the land of malt. <laughs> That's an interesting it's kind way of to look at it. Yeah. It is kind of backwards. And I, um, I have a good support network. I have good friends out in Alberta. So I thought it was a right move and a great little adventure. And I also like being at the the ground roots of something. It was the very, I was part of the very first program that ever came out of Olds. Yeah. So no one can take that away from me. Which was the first program in Western Canada, I guess. Pretty much. Uh, I think Niagara, yeah, in Western Canada. Western yeah, Canada. Ni- Western yeah. Canada. Yeah. Niagara yeah. really uh, blazed the trail uh, and, sh- and gave lots of great advice. And I met such amazing people. We were a true coast-to-coast class. Pretty yeah. much. Got, we had guys from, who one guy used to live in Newfoundland. Really? So, wow. Oh, yeah. So to have that, and I still touch base with him at least uh, many of these people once a month. So rolling back to, I, you know, I graduated uh, from that program with honors, and I cut my teeth at uh, Tree Brewing in Kelowna yep. at the production facility, and Dave Goker, the brewmaster, took me on, and uh, I was a shift brewer, uh, working graveyards and having a rough go at things, but uh, <laughs> I knew going to one of the predecessors of BC Craft Brewing was the way to go. Yeah, for sure. I knew going and brewing at a big system and then being able to kind of say dial back was, was smart. So and I met some amazing guys. The, yeah. the, the team there is phenomenal. Uh, really gained a lot of knowledge. And then from there, I kind of branched out and I went over to Former's Folly. Yeah. And I worked with Warren and I worked with some other talented individuals. Oh, Pitt Meadows. Wow. You nailed it. Yeah. And uh, the, I, we talked I, him into it. We're like, "Come on, you gotta come and you gotta come back to the Lower Mainland." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had I had known Warren. Um, for the Fraser Valley Homebrew Club. The Fermentalists. Thank you, the Fraser Valley yeah. Fermentalists. And uh, him and Matt Barber. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we met you before you went to Olds. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a, it was just a right fit. You know, I'd known them for years, and they gave me a lot of good advice, drank a lot of beers together. <laughs> Never. And it just, I always wanted the opportunity to really kind of pick their brain, but they also needed someone with some kind of commercial aspect to be able to handle that. 
they were going, you know what? We just want to be creative, and can you handle just doing all the regular beers? I'm like, I can rinse repeat. No problem. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> so I'm, I just... I felt like that guy from Galaxy Quest. I'm just happy to be a part of the show. <laughs> so I was super tickled, and I, I thought it was great. And then um, basically I just had a better opportunity that popped up through Training Post. Yeah. Uh, Tony DeWald oh. was the brewer there, and he yeah. just kind of... Working with Tony for a year, <laughs> he's going to teach you so much. Yeah. yeah. It, you're going to... When you leave... You're gonna leave a better brewer. He's and definitely one of the one of the most experienced brewers locally. Yes, must yeah. be good to be able to go to brewing school and get paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, basically, because your second brewing school was paid with Tony. Totally. Like, well, it was more like yeah. brewing boot camp. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Tony's so, a well, military, military. Tony's okay. tough. Tony's tough. I've brewed with him before, and he he assumes that you have the knowledge, and he'll point at a at a fermenter and say, "Go clean and sanitize that fermenter." Yeah, and that's the instruction you get. He doesn't, unless you ask and say, "Listen, I'm going to need a little more instruction than that." He, then he might show you, you know, how to hook up the hoses and the pump and everything yeah. in his way of doing things. Uh, maybe that's just with Warren. <laughs> <laughs> he was great with me. I'm not going to lie, but um, maybe you expected more out of Warren. <laughs> Again, you're getting paid. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe well, I needed yeah. more baby. I was steps. free labor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He, he was, um, they say when the student is ready, the master will arrive. And uh, I was ready to be the student again. That was good um, timing because he yeah. just lost his other assistant mm-hmm. who went to go be a lawyer and whatnot. Wow. Yeah. That's a change. And yeah. uh, basically, yeah, we, um, <laughs> and I had met him before I went to brewery school. He was the only one that, when I was telling everybody I was going to Olds, he was the only one that said, you're not going down to, you know, like, you're not going to Harriet Watt. You're right. not going to UC Davis. And I was a little burned. Sable. Yeah, so I I talked to him about it a year later. It took me that much courage. Yeah, and, and say to him, "What's up, man? Why would you Why would you say that? Like everybody else has been supportive." He goes, "Well, you're smart enough." So yeah, working with Tony just learned so much and really he's got a real way of doing things. And he also has right? an iodetic memory, so that yeah. means it's borderline photographic, and he yeah. doesn't forget anything. And so that's also really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also. A little kind of fun fact is I did air cadets for five years. Okay. So I'm used to the kind of the drill sergeant methodology. So I kind of dig it. So when he got all drill sergeant-y, I kind of went, I'm down with it, man. It's, yeah. like, it's all good. So, yeah, I worked a, a year and a half there and uh, just, again, not only learned so much, but helped be part of the team that, that drive their success. And I still go there and, and have their beers and talk with the the ownership and Tony. Yeah. They're always happy to see me, and I, I just heart them. I would not oh. be where I am today without them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Lance yeah. is good people. <sighs> Tony's so easy to get along with, and he's yeah. always willing to share information. So even as a brewer in your position now at Ridge, if you have questions and concerns, Tony's more than happy to talk mm-hmm. to you about it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. If you know him, don't go there if you don't have half an hour because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to talk. I think, I think if, Tony, if Tony forgot anything, it would still be more than I could ever learn. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of how I usually, yeah. usually run it. Uh, and I, I find myself on, on occasion being in the brewery going, what would Tony DeWall do, right? Yeah. So, W-W-T-D. Yeah. So after that, Tony was really kicking my pants to take on this gig. And I was really trepidatious, actually. I didn't yeah. think I had the chops to do it. And it took Chad, the prior brewery, coming in. And I remember asking him, hey, man, how's it, how's it going trying to find a replacement? And he goes, yeah, you know, having a hard time. Either I'm finding someone that's overqualified or not qualified enough for yeah. kind of that, that job role. And I remember drinking there eight years ago. 
Yeah. I go, would go there for cast night. I remember them having cask offs with, you know, uh, Mission Springs. Yeah. I, I have a lot of good positive feels about that place. Yeah. And I go, yeah. I would hate to see someone get put in that position and that's not the right fit. And I go, you know what? I'm going to, some people might say, throw yourself on that grenade, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a reevaluation. What if I threw my name in the ring? And Tariq, who is, the, he was like, Chad was saying Tariq would be over the moon. Yeah. So well, like, you know okay. it's funny. In the background, Tariq's messaging me saying, hey, do you know anybody interested? <laughs> what do you think of Jason? Yeah. <laughs> so everything kind of just fell together. Uh, ended up having like a, a Skype interview with, with Tariq and I remember telling Tony it's like hey I threw my name in the ring he goes oh let me call Tariq no 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 you need to understand <laughs> I, already, I already talked to him and and I, I, it, Tony's look on his face is like I stole his thunder uh, <laughs> and then about three hours later after I did the interview uh, they called me up uh, Tariq called me up and offered me the job and I never watched Tony run up the stairs fast enough to go and announce to to the uh, ownership and Lance going, "Hey, I want I want to announce to to you guys, hey, the new uh, head brewer brewmaster of Big Ridge." And I kind of peeked my head around the corner. <laughs> they were just floored, and they're like, "What? What? What? This is a great opportunity." The flip side of that was, I got a message from Tony. You know anybody who wants to be my assistant? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's. It, I'll segue on that a little bit. I actually submitted two names to yeah. him to be yeah, yeah, yeah. the assistant, and I, I left him with a tough choice, apparently, because I, I chose two people that I knew and respected and admired, both KPU uh, graduates. Yeah. Yeah. So that just states what, how they're Perfect. doing so awesome with their program. And uh, Sean Kilby is the assistant now, and he's a great guy. We get along so well. Uh, we do cast together. We talk about cast program stuff. That's awesome. So then when I, I moved on to Big Ridge is of April 30th in uh, 2018. And nice. I just, I've been hitting the ground running and I just, I, I don't want to say. since April? Yeah, man. Everybody, Seems longer. It, a lot of people have said that and I appreciate That's that. so weird. Yeah. 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 Because you've uh, already had a couple of dinners and everything too, right? Yeah. Uh, doing, they were doing a lot of stuff. I'm, I, I kind of look at it as, I remember the, Back in the day, uh, the yeah. glory days of when, like, Tariq and Tony and even Ashley and all these people that were there kind of really bringing the notoriety to, to Big Ridge. And I go, I want to be able to measure up and do things and, and conduct events and mm-hmm. really bring that good Make word fame. Well, bring Big Ridge back to the game. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of people like yourselves are going, oh, I remember going to Big Ridge. I remember going to Big Ridge. And, and kind of bring that back and going, hey, we're doing some stuff. Yeah. So you should come check us out. You guys do great dinners. Uh, I've, Thank you. The, I've, every pairing dinner I've been to there has been excellent and a, very, very, good, and a very good value. Thank you very much. So uh, what Warren's explaining, we do a brewmaster dinner every two, around every two or three months. Uh, Chef Kevin and I are very strategic in how we conduct our pairings. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the menu, the menu edits, he comes into the brewery, samples the beer, we talk about beers we're going to do it, go with. We'll do a meeting, a preliminary tasting meeting with the management and the social media people. We'll bring our two beers to the table. We'll see, okay, well, if this pairing is going to work, we'll talk about plating, how that's going to be appearance-wise, how it's going to be component-wise. So every single brewmaster we dinner we do it gets better every time oh yeah when i first got hired he approached me chef kevin approached me and says well how do you feel about brewmaster dinners because i thought i was going to leave that when i left trading post i was hosting a lot of brewmaster dinners there and i loved it i figure i'm going to a full-fledged restaurant i'm not going to be able to do that again and he was like yeah i'd I'd like to do them i'm in yeah but there's a certain way i want to do them and if if we have to make it strategic 
if we don't do it right, it's just going to be terrible. Yeah. So it's been done right. We thank you. We put a lot of effort. It's about a six week turnaround between our my you schedule. You can tell that schedule. there's work put into it. Yeah. So we I always make a beer for specifically for the brewmaster dinner. Also, uh, shout out to Trish, uh, kind of our assistant manager. She was saying, why don't you do all seasonals? So we're doing everything we can to not pair our core beers nice. with our brewmaster dinner. And lastly, I always will make a cask specifically just for the brewmaster for the dinner. dinner yeah. That's awesome. For yeah. the dinner because I and I talked to Warren about this uh, months ago about is anybody doing this? And you mentioned something about the whip. It did something years Back and years ago. Back in the day, ago. the Feast yeah. of Five Firkins. Yeah. Holy oh, Firk. Oh, Remember yes. that? You pronounced that correct? <laughs> Say that five times fast. Oh, he has. So I, I wanted to do – I'm that type of guy. I look what everybody else is doing and do not that. Let's okay? do it better. That's why I have long hair. Uh, <laughs> that's why I look like Robert Plant's love well, child. You have long hair <laughs> as you can clearly see in the podcast, folks. Hey, I have a face made for radio. We all know that. So <laughs> I, um, I always want to do something a little bit different that makes us stand out. And what better way to try and big, bring Big Ridge back to the table or back to the map and get people's attention about it in a positive manner than do it brick by brick, piece by piece, yeah. and doing little things like that. Ridge by ridge. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, it's very military. <laughs> so with the Brewmaster dinner, like I said, we do them um, every couple months. Uh, the next one we're going to do is the uh, is Oktoberfest inspired. Nice. And, oh yeah. So we're Post. we're encouraging Durndles and Lederhosen. I'm probably going to wear some Lederhosen. You're welcome. I always nice. I always encourage those. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it's really fun for us because I get to connect with the customers. I get to connect with our clientele and really kind of and chef gets to be creative. So it's super fun for us. The servers are supremely amazing in their execution during the serving process, the cask, everything. We're always trying to do something different with it. So um, the fact that I know Dave comes out on a regular basis, Warren, you mm-hmm. come out when you can. When I can, yeah. Yeah, I invite everybody to come out. Now, we've changed our brewmaster dinner schema. We used to do 24 seats. We're pushing 40 seats now. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. The last awesome. one I was at, I was quite surprised with how many people were there. Uh, yeah. It's, it's got a popular following. Yeah. So And also, you're saying good value. Uh, Very good. Yeah. So, Are you kidding me? I was, I was eating soft-shelled crab and all this stuff. I don't, I don't know what it was. I think it was forty bucks or forty five bucks yeah. or something crazy. It was delicious. Yeah, so we're we're going to be keeping around that forty to fifty dollar kind of price point. That's amazing. Yeah. A comparable dinner downtown is going to be sixty to eighty. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you can't let, go wrong. Let me weigh in on that because if we're going to, you know, that that point obviously has to have a little bit of uh, its due during this episode, and uh, it has been a long time since uh, many of us remember the time when brewmasters dinners were uh, a novelty yes it, it back uh again folks, Few and far between when, when you get a podcast with people of certain age you're gonna hear <laughs> oh. this stuff about back in the old days back, when there was three craft brewers the word back will, will precede many <laughs> senses we, we had r&b storm and dicks <laughs> <laughs> there's still lots of dicks and that's and that's dix and that's when yeah, Mark James hadn't bought that place yet. Anyway, so, um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so uh, what I'm getting at is that there was a time in Big Ridge's history when I remember going to Brewmaster's Dinner, Tariq was hosting it and when it was at the old place. Yeah. And uh, camera members came out on a bus. Right. And, uh, of course, I lived in Surrey, so I didn't need to worry about the bus. Uh, but, yeah, I met up with a lot of people like yourself, and uh, and Tariq hosted that. It, it was 
uh, we're talking, you know, quite a while back, and there's been a number of, um, well, not just brew pubs, but um, uh, let's let's say uh, brew houses, uh, tap houses that have that have tried to leverage the whole brewmasters dinner thing mm-hmm. over the years. I run an events calendar in what's brewing called the what's brewing uh, events calendar um somewhat, odd, somewhat oddly <laughs> and and there's constantly brewmasters dinners in there but you won't find that you'll get the same kind of uh impression at most of these dinners that you walk away with at w- w- when you walk away from what's happening at big ridge today because you really feel like you underpaid yes and definitely that you were um and and i say this about the food that you were overserved mm-hmm. <laughs> chef like i carefully say that about the food and but even in, in that uh, famous first episode uh last summer when we were on the patio jason uh the the amount even of beer and i'm i'm saying this safely within guidelines folks um <laughs> you often go to these things and you feel like i paid all this money and they hardly gave me any beer they gave you uh, a substantial amount because um, uh-huh. Big Ridge is giving you like Surrey-sized portions, okay. <laughs> and then and hey, the Surrey serving. There you go, and um, then you have the fact that they had uh, just a, an enormous meal uh, with a pretzel that'll never happen again because it was so big nobody could eat yeah. after they had this thing. So, and, and in Dave's defense, uh, <laughs> and Dave's a vegetarian, we do a vegetarian option. And yep. uh, Chef uh, encourages a vegetarian option. So if you want to come out and you are a vegetarian... And they try to be just as creative we, with the we, vegetarian we, They options. are. I remember the one, I think it was the second dinner, we did the spring one, and it was um, quinoa stuffed uh, roasted peppers. And uh, everybody was looking at that. Why can't I have that? <laughs> and Dave got out. He's like, oh, this is mine and not yours. So, uh, I have a sharp fork. <laughs> so uh, just seeing that, that was... That's really great, and allows a really uh, great opportunity of creativity yeah. for our, oh, yeah. for our um, back of house kitchen team. So, for sure, yeah. Let's jump into your first beer I before just, we keep going here. Yeah, let's drink some damn beer. Let's, 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 let's get it. into the beer that's the hardest to make. We're all about talking. Yeah, funny how you say it. It's, uh, so, this is the penalty stroke pilsner. It actually, Mike, you know, it is the it is one of the most challenging that I've ever uh, that I've ever made. So. The little story behind this is uh, Northview Golf and Country Club. Uh, any golfers? Not here? too far from Big Ridge. Once a year. <laughs> about 10 to 15 minutes away. They're really great neighbors of ours. They take our IPA in, uh, in cans, and they, they'll, they'll serve it in the carts and stuff. So they're a good client. And the food and beverage manager and, and uh, the general manager came out, and they approached us, and they go, we would love for you to make a beer for us for our really? 25th anniversary. We love you guys. Are, are you interested? Cool. So, yeah, it was great. So I sat down with our general manager, Rob, and met with them, and the, they were very specific. They were talking about, well, we want Hallertau hops, and I really? want it to be not like Stella, but similar to Heineken, but not skunky, and all these. I'm like, wow, wow that, very strategic. And I'm like, okay. So I already had some ideas to the table, and I brought some ideas, and I was going to wait for them to say, what do you guys want to do? So went through it, talk, had the big talk, and I go, okay, I can do all that, but the idea I have is this. I want to do... A hybrid style. So 50% Czech Pills. So Czech Pills is going to have that kind of grassy, kind of little bit of grassy, you know, like Pilsner Okel, kind yep. of classic style. Yeah. And I also want to do a pre-Prohibition Pilsner because I was inspired mm. by you, Warren, and Matt Barber making that pro, the pre-pro. 
back at Fulmer's Folly. And yeah. I go, I would always want to brew something like that. So I remember asking Matt, hey, what are your counsel? What's your insight? I'm kind of going in. So I wanted to fuse the two together mm-hmm. and still do the same hot profile that the client wanted and cut the IBU in half because normally they're around 30 IBU. So it's a little kind of more of that bitter kind of very dry note. And mm-hmm. I wanted raw drinkability. So I figured if I cut it in half, it's certainly not going to fit in any style guidelines <laughs> <laughs> at all. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as it's good. So, and I, so I use um, flake corn to yeah. kind of give it that pre-pro note, but I also using all that kind of Czech hop and that classic yeah. kind of, and, and I use a German yeast with it. So it's really, and I use a lot of German malt. So it's a lot more German influence than say Czech, which I thought, which when I researched pre-prohibition Pilsner, when the Germans were coming over, there was like, there wasn't a lot of barley and the like. Right. So they used a lot of corn. So I kind of, kind of did that homage to history. There nice. were, and at the end of the meeting, they're going, good, we're looking forward to the test batch. And Rob and I look, test batch? What's that? Yeah, not this time. <laughs> We're one and one, right? Yeah. Like, like, you just go all in. And uh, really, you don't have a, some small system? I'm like, no, no, no. Well, how do we know? Well, and I go, stand on me. I got trained by Tony DeWald, right? Yeah, and they're like, know. Tony who? And I'm like, oh, okay, dude, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let's just get this straight. And I go, look, I, I understudied under a 30-year brewmaster's. So yeah. Yeah. stand on me. Allow me the opportunity. So I brewed the first batch. They came in, tasted it. Uh, and they actually were kind of taking a round out of me and I had no idea I was yeah. so nervous uh, they came in and they're tasting it and they go well, what do you format this in well we do 50 liter kegs we can do some 30s too because we got some odd segments that we, we, we package in well how big is that 30 you're talking about well about this side I'm done kind of moving my hands making dimension kind of motions well how would that fit in my car I go I don't know like I'll deliver it it's not a big deal <laughs> and they, well because I want to take it home Oh, so they really liked it, but they just and they, I, they must have talked about this with, with Rob beforehand because I was sweating. Right? And then afterwards, I'm like, "You like me? You really like me?" So anyway, this is we went back and forth for names. I'm just to start pouring beers. Yeah, do it, do it, So um, we came up with a, a bunch of one. One of the names was on par, which I I don't okay. like that. It's because, a golf reference, though. Well, it's a golf reference, but on par just means kind of regular and ordinary. Uh, Pass the bottle. So here you go. Just yeah, you, know, you guys can pour your own. Uh, <laughs> nice. None of that nonsense. Um, so this one is a pride and joy. So they contract us to make this beer from March to October. Oh, nice! That's and awesome. they take one to four kegs a week. Beautiful. And and they they had this beer on, serving it for their uh, 25th anniversary, where they had the band 5440 play. Really? It was That's super cool. awesome. They invited us out, and uh, a lot cool. of people were drinking. You know, to see a beer that I made in a, in a golf course, um, I'm I'm just tickled. And oh, this, wow. this this turned out kind of pretty much Here, exactly it how I wanted. Smells it. really Cheers. nice. Thanks, yes. guys. With that Cheers. intro, yeah. there it must be toasting. Thank you very much. It smells really nice, Jason. That's, Thank you. That smells like uh, it's got that classic kind of Pilsner aroma, mm-hmm. but you get that sweetness from the corn yeah. in there as well. It, it's grassy. It's fruity. It's kind of corny. I wanted, mm. um, and the clarity too, because people mm-hmm. in, on the golf course you're drinking with Have your Have you filtered right? this? Uh, I don't filter. Just findings. So I just use finding agents. It's super clear. Yeah. Really crystal clear. So one thing I, I've done is I've, uh, in my, for you brewers out there, I do a mash out, and that helps with my lottering, and that helps really drop, mm-hmm. remove some of those proteins. Uh, and that's been really, oh, really wow. helping. Yeah. This is delicious. Thank you. <laughs> it's not just delicious, but also the palate. Mm. You know, this this wow. actually uh, 
Okay, folks, this is where I get to jump just, in like I did last time. It's just slightly on the hoppier side, and, which and, I like. Give my, a little bit, yeah. Give my, I was in the Czech Republic last year. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. No, what part this, of Germany this, is that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get oh, out. Don't our Germans you. even not like that. Because it's a blended German and Czech side. Wow. It's not the Germans that would be pissed off at that joke. But, uh, yeah, this, this uh, you know, absolutely, it's, it's almost impossible uh, on a small scale to make uh, that type of beer. It wasn't designed, really, in some ways, the, the, the classic Czech pilsners are not like oh we make little batches right mm. they're they're like the we talked about the tanker yeah. truck earlier in another podcast that's like a minimum delivery mm. <laughs> you don't get them in kegs yeah so so this actually um is doing really well it's it's know. a it's a great uh we were both rob and i the gm were really concerned as, as soon as we put on a pilsner because uh, we have a house lager we're worried about sales dropping in the house lager. Yeah, we had none of that impact. Really, yeah. none of it. Um, so that that was really uplifting for us. Uh, we move a fair amount of pilsner in, in in house. We only serve it in two places. So that's at Big Ridge and at Northview Golf and Country Club. And the servers there, I've kind of like ghosted and gone in there and like <laughs> not told them I'm the brewer. And they're phenomenal about presenting the beer. Very they good. have their own special card on their menu saying, "Hey, we're no more going to bring a local beer. Yeah. They made it for us." And I'm like, "Beautiful, I love you guys." They're, they're re- <laughs> and the food there is delicious too. Yeah. If you if you go golfing there and you you just want to stop in for a bite, that's in. Uh, right when oh they're, they're again, service is really good. Or if you don't want to golf, you just want to stop in for a bite because that's fine. I mean, it, it, you got to give is, diversity, this is right? Super crushable. Right? It is. Oh, it's yeah. got a bit more flavor than you would expect from this style. Well, what you want is some bite, right? It's super you, you crisp. You need to have some bite. It's otherwise, got that bite. Otherwise. It's a little nip, is what I call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a nip of that hop because imagine this double the kind of the bitterness component, and it would be you couldn't have you couldn't crush this. It'd be too so much. I, a lot of my I don't golf. But a lot of my relatives back east in Ontario, they golf like maniacs. So I'm looking at what would I want to brew for them yeah. so they're stopped drinking the macro. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of one of the motivations about how, why I wanted to make this beer. It's like if any golfer that wanted to go out there and have some raw crushability, this mm. is it. It's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking your salt additions uh, <clears throat> are contributing to how great it is thank you 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 know me well enough i love water chemistry i'm a water chemistry nerd uh i love getting right once you understand it so that's behind stuff what what i'm getting on the palate like yeah i want to go back to it's it's not just flavor but it's also the mouthfeel it's it's a palate experience and and mouthfeel is part of palate but we're talking now like when you mentioned salt all of a sudden that's explaining something for me Mm -hmm. water chemistry of course because we don't actually live uh, and work in, you know, like Pilsen and Budweiss. Yeah. Our water well, here is a, a blank canvas. Yeah. So this act, that's making a lot of sense that you're working hard on your liquor. And so mm-hmm. basically uh, this, I think, is um, for me, you were talking about crushable. God damn. Pilsner, because of the bite, isn't normally like really actually just like crushable beer in North America. It is over there. Mm-hmm. This is something that I think I actually would want more than one of. And that's, that's the whole point. That's not yeah. This is one of the best examples of this type of style that I've had in a while. Thank you, man. This Appreciate is really it. good. Yeah. It is all, I love the texture of it. It's, mm-hmm. This is going to sound really weird because I don't have quite the right word, but it's almost glassy. Like it, it's not smooth, but it's all, it almost skates. That's, yeah, yeah, actually. On Thank the you. Tongue. Again, it's all palette. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got exactly what you said. It's grainy, it's corny, it's citrusy, it's... 
so light little bit of bitterness in there. But you know what? It's sophisticated. Yeah. I mean, what Steve mm-hmm. just oh, said, yeah. the way that it, it actually acts on your palate is, is not just like, hey, uh, malt liquor can be corny. But uh, this this is, and it's not just a Pilsner talking, Jason. I mean, honestly, uh, I didn't expect this, and I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, this this is exceeding expectations. Well, thank you. Absolutely. I don't uh, like I Pilsners, agree. and this is not a terrible beer. It's, I'm it's with you. Bad. It's got that's, enough flavor for a craft fan. I'm with you. Yeah. Right? But you could still feed it to your buddy it, who likes it. It's not bun. in your wheelhouse. We, yeah. Didn't, yeah. we didn't get into craft to right. drink Pilsner. We already had Although, Pilsner. oddly enough, the last year or two, that's exactly where I've been going. It's interesting. We we uh, I've talked with other brewers, and you might have seen the chart where they start at the you know lagers and pilsners. They do the multi browns, and they go to IPAs, and then they move to uh, probably stouts, barley wines, Bar- and, stouts. and then all of a sudden barley wines, and then it's Russian imperial stouts, and then it's sours, and then yeah. all of a sudden back to lagers pilsners. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what was it that Elton John's on the circle of life? Yeah. you know, it's, going it's, the, it's not the circle of life. It's the circle of liver. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you're giving your liver a break. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> and I know uh, talking with Warren is that you're, you're brewers brew from the heart. So it was really, I wouldn't say it was easy, but once I, once I kind of brewed wow. this beer and looked at the motivation behind it, like they came to us mm-hmm. and I did my research about Northview with Honor Palmer and all the history they have. I'm like, okay, I better make sure that I do this textbook. So I asked a yeah. lot of people, got a lot of information and, and yeah, the rest is uh, liquid to lips there, peeps. <laughs> so when they're finished their sort of uh, 25th anniversary promotion or whatever, yeah. does that mean that this beer will be gone? It will, but you know, the funny thing is um, they've already made hints of like, are we going to do this again It's so year? good. It needs so to be done again. So I, I could, I do want, they were like, do we do something different? Uh, and, I think you should be making this on a regular basis for well, thank them. Thank you. Yeah. Going forward, they should be serving well, this all the time. Well, well I, I do agree there. And, you know, it almost might make sense to get this also in cans for their cart. Because yeah. there's a lot of people oh, that yeah. golf that just yeah, crush this kind of beer. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to crush IPAs when I'm golfing once a year. <laughs> Is your handicap that bad? or uh, It's trying to forget that I'm on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with him. But here, here's the thing. you got to be careful what you wish for because reality is if you had uh, a, a highly saleable Pilsner, that's going to sell a lot more. Than, like The question is, could you actually serve uh, enough of this beverage? Well, being successful enough, we already have a house logger. Yeah, right. So, I mean, can you? I think the biggest problem with this both? beer is it's going to be tying the tanks up a bit longer. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. asking. So I, th- I, we've already brewing this beer throughout this season was a great litmus test for us. It's mm. the first time we've ever branched out into this direction. So uh, Rob and I have already talked about that. It's like he's already said, "Can you handle it? Can you do mm. it next year?" I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like. We could do it if you want to do it exclusive for canning. That's another set of discussions that we want to put together. We're looking into yeah. potentially wanting to can our seasonals. That's as a discussion we're putting in the works. We want to do that. Mm-hmm. They're really happy with a few of the seasonals I've done, so uh, which I brought today. Yeah. So again, good problem to have. Uh, would I would it would be up to Northview really? Yeah. Uh, I, would I would I want to do a pale ale potentially? But honestly, if it's not broke, don't fix it. There's yeah. nothing wrong with I this would, beer. I, I love brewing this beer. It's fun. It's, it's delicious. Uh, it's, it's a little more work, but it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, like making quiche. It's a little more worth work, but it's worth it. Yeah. Right? So, well, you know, there's always, you know, the, 
Don't, don't react. I'm just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> a nice photo there. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of Jason hugging a cask. I mean, I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, your parking lot already lost some spaces with the new building that oh, went in. So oh, it's terrible. Just, the parking there is killing me. So maybe yeah. just take a couple more spots out and put some outside tanks. And, <laughs> oh, God. And pull, pull like, Phillips or Mission Spring. Yeah, just have like, some yeah. tanks outside I and measure logger tanks. I would I would love to, to be quite honest. That would that would be great, but that's not up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, you could you could lose two spots and have two big logger tanks outside. <laughs> the parking there is savage. At oh, it's best. atrocious. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's really rough. It's gotten bad. But um, <laughs> it's still wor- worth coming out to us. Oh, hell yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So. I mean, shit, there shouldn't be a lot of parking for a brewery anyways. You're going there to well. drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, transit isn't yeah, all that stellar. Yeah, but still, you shouldn't, it's not shouldn't be driving if you're drinking. Correct. So Absolutely. You only yeah. need, you know, there's five seats in most cars. You only need one car for five people. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys like it. That's, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Okay, Delicious. So let's, we should move to the next one. Or we got Which one questions? do you want to bring out now? Well, we should bring out the... Uh, Citrus wit. Citrus wit. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll grab that. If you guys got some more questions, fire. Citrus wit. What makes it a citrus? Just the so, hop uh, profile, or is this there one? Actual this one. Uh, I did a beer called Beautiful Distractions, and this is what led into this one. So, first of all, uh, just a little methodology about how I make beer is I, like I said, I look at what everybody else is doing and do not that. Right. So, I did a beer called Beautiful Distractions. It was a fruit hef. So it had. It had blood orange as well as mango and peach. Wow. It was a half. So I wanted to do a trifecta of fruits. Yeah. And it was inspired by three very talented, lovely lady friends of mine. Um, they're oh, awesome. That I may have in a photo. That's you may have in a photo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, but that's oh, that not photo. this one. That's not that, that photo. That is definitely not. Wow. <laughs> No, I remember, okay, that's I remember very the candid. photo from the... Uh, oh, yeah, it's That's very up. candid. Yeah. Uh, so I remember uh, they're, they're, cra- they're craft beer nerds, so it, it was just easy. So it inspired me to do this one. Uh, this one's called, actually called Citrus Self Down. Fruit <laughs> nice. Belgian wit. I'm about puns. Yeah. I, I like punny names. Uh, Citrus Self Citrus Down. Self Down. That is really nice. <laughs> that, really nice. Pun, so, puns and dad jokes. Pun. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So it's an uh, elegant pun. This one, I wanted to have it to be, I did orange, sweet orange peel oh. with a combination of pink grapefruit and ruby grapefruit. Wow. Nice. But wait, there's, but wait, there's, there's more. more. There's more. It's a Belgian wit. Okay. So I know that Belgian, Belgian yeast. yeast will give kind of more of those papaya, melony esters. So how do I kind could of balance banana, that out? Could it could be clovey. Yeah, and which I didn't want necessarily, but I really wanted that strong kind of fruit backbone. Yeah. So what I did is I used a lot of strong um, North Pacific Northwest hops, Cascades, Centennial, Chinook, mm. and really driving that in there on multiple layers. I yeah, did it more first citrus with, flavors. You nailed it. So I wanted that to marry with the fruit that I'm putting with. And it was a really good experiment to me of how can I get fruit to marry with hops nice. and have still a very nice uh, malt backbone. Uh, I used some biscuit malt in there to get mm. kind of that, that kind of mar- uh, like imagine like marmalade on toast, yeah. like Melba toast in a way. And that's where I was kind of delivering it. So people are really liking this one. Uh, this this time around, it's if you like unsweetened orange juice or grapefruit, mm. then this is this is right up your alley. Um, I like I, grapefruit. Yeah, we served this at the Battle of Beers event this past Ooh. Saturday, which is a charity event for the Surrey firefighters. Uh, and a lot of people were, were either like, I'm really loving it, or it's like, mm, I appreciate it, but I don't drink unsweetened orange juice. Like, that's okay. Thank you for trying it. Uh, I dig it. 
Uh, it's very refreshing. Now, clarity on this, what? It looks like a New England IPA. It does. It's a wheat <laughs> beer. <laughs> Which uh, is good. Yeah, wheat beer should. And that's why I was laughing. What's the percentage of wheat? So the amount of wheat I put in is probably about 15%. 15? Is yeah. that all? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm, that smells it's like very cloudy. Did, did, any oats or anything? No, I didn't use any oats. Wow. Yeah. Crazy cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a little bit of peach or something tropical in there, but oh. it, it really comes off with that that orangey. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting aroma. I'm am picking up those those Belgian yeast. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Belgian yeast character really comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also was thinking like California oranges. Yeah, which is really what I'm trying was trying to drive. I wasn't trying to drive. It sounds terrible. Okanagan oranges. I think fine. Organ, Okanagan oranges have that more kind of you know that citrus pithy note and less of that kind of really juicy note. Yeah. So I was really trying to do the California one. And um, this one I wanted to be kind of uplifting and refreshing. Wow. I'm going to throw a tangerine in there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we're going to get that specific about fruit, that we're not talking about oranges from over here. No. No. No, no. No, oranges, it's definitely tangerine from down orange. here on the map. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that has some nice, like, um, There's like a tartness in the finish. Yeah. That is, mm. that's ultra, like, sitting on a patio drinking a beer. 4.8%. Or a fruit juice. It's 12 bitterness. It's 12 IBU. Really? Whoa. That's it. I'm getting wow. like tartness on yeah. the finish. Yeah, you big will. Like yeah. big tartness and not yeah. just back of tongue. I'm getting all over the palate tartness. Yeah. So the journey on this beer and is. Saltiness. The yeah. journey on this beer is orange on the nose, grabs your attention. The yep. sweet orange peel gives you that connecting point and also leads that kind of drying note. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's grapefruit. Like, and you're waiting. It says, oh, wait, there it is. Mm-hmm. And then the hops mm-hmm. kind of give you those aromatic aspects. Yeah. So it is one of the most really technically complex beers I've ever it made. It is pretty complex. There's a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, out there I is. And, the, and but the, also crushable. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's yeah it. no, this is great. I can crush Very interesting. Shit no, this I, beer, I absolutely yeah. love the, the interplay of the ruby and the pink grapefruit. You can taste the two. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. they're, and they're different, mm-hmm. but the like similar notes, but... You can taste one, you can taste the other. It's a, it's a fun little thing. I love ruby grapefruit. That's my, my personal favorite. But mm. I know pink grapefruit gives a, gives a lot of that kind of, uh, really, that citrus uplift. When you crack yeah. open a pink grapefruit, and you kind of yeah. not only do you get that kind of splatter in the face and you go, oh, my eyes. Mm. But it's also <laughs> the, aroma, the aroma on pink grapefruit, I think, is stronger than ruby. Mm-hmm. So I wanted yeah. to marry the two together and then put that into the trifecta of like the sweet orange peel and the orange. So that's what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm really trying to do fruit beers, wow. but I don't want to do single fruit beers. I want to do the finish to me like is all about the pink grapefruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, now, now that you say fruit beer, all of a sudden Sorry. like, okay, yeah, it's a fruit beer, but it's not just a fruit. It's, it's subtle. Yeah. I yeah. love, I love that you went for the combo. That, that I'm, I'm going to be going, I'm, I'm, I'm big about threes. It's just, I have an Irish background, so it's all about the Holy Trinity kind of thing. <laughs> so I like, I like threes, so I really want to do fruit beers with three, um, and because no one else is doing it. Yeah, everybody. Like I went in with the beautiful distraction. There's another brewery that did um, two of the fruits. They did mango and orange, and I'm going. I'm glad I did three fruits because I don't. I don't want to do what everybody else is right. doing. Mm-hmm. Not only because I want to stand out, but I don't want to have to compete with my colleagues. Yeah. Right. Like let them be awesome. I want to try and be you know better than average. Yeah. So um, have you have you tried doing a pog beer yet? Then pog. It's a uh, passion fruit, orange, and guava. Oh. There's a... Oh, I'm trying to think here. Stone Brewing's done a couple of them. Um, oh, shoot, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia's done a couple. Right, that rings it, a bell now. Yeah, I'm going blank here. Well, I'll probably do it in a cask. Yeah. I'm I'll probably going to drop kick a passion fruit rhubarb cask. Ooh, rhubarb. I'm in rhubarb, yep, yep. 
You know, wow. that's in the funny. works. That's in the works. Is there anybody? No, I, anything with rhubarb. I'm in. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there anybody here that does not like fruit in beer? And uh, and basically, yeah. The answer is no. Yes. There's anybody. <laughs> but I I want to just reiterate that I'm not just enjoying the flavor. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This this for me is actually. So when I, you know, do the do the rating thing on Beer Me BC, then uh, this is one of those where I wish I could do the Spinal Tap. And, and go to eleven because for, for <laughs> specifically for palate, yeah. you, I would really love to be able to go, you know, over a hundred percent. This is giving me something that um, the the experience is actually. It's almost like um, there, there's something coating my tongue during the swallow, but um, it it ends up being uh, clean at the end, but. It, it's almost like it's viscous. It's coating my tongue. It's almost oily. There, it, it, it doesn't behave like like uh, I expected this beer to behave. No. And uh, I'm, I, I have to say... I'm tasting this beer, and I'm trying to imagine it with different kinds of food. I think this would be a good beer to pair with. Breakfast. Mm. And I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Okay. No, I'm that's thinking camping. this could work with that's different camping, things. Steve. I'm thinking this could well, no, work with a salad with some fresh berries in it or something like that. But yeah. I'm, I'm seeing what you say. Goat mim- cheese. Thinking mimosa right, like I'm, or something, I'm right? Some good oh, this is exactly. I'm getting mimosa yeah. notes, and the carbonation levels really what reminds me of mimosa. Like, it's yeah. funny you should say that. When we had our uh, huh. uh, 20th anniversary cask off, I made a cast called Jason's Mimosa. <laughs> so, uh, um, that is I, true, I probably, and it was really good. Thank you. I, I was probably leveraging that some of that. That was that, that cask. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the belt back for the first time in six years. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that felt really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you. So I was probably leveraging a lot of that. I like With Belgian wet, I like to carb it a little higher. I, mm-hmm. I carb yeah. all the beers too well, style, Belgian beers are generally a little higher carb. Yeah, so. I know some breweries that they'll carb um, everything pretty consistently and i understand because they package so i get that and um i think that's that's awesome so everything's consistent but i'm in beer school i was always told you should carbonate the style yeah so this one's a saison should be really high you nailed it so i kind of i kind of lean towards more of that school of thought so this one's carved a little higher um but you can even with the froth like there's no froth on it because the acidity of all that puree right. really knocks that froth yeah. out. Right. So, and, and coming back into that, like it's got the acidity to stand up to a really fatty yes. meal. So like bacon. That, that's avocado. where for me it's it again. It's like it's almost oily. I was thinking more like goat cheese or something, but yeah, right, it'll yeah, cut yeah. through that, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's, you want something like fatty and rich. To well, go so with there's this. two suggestions mm-hmm. I'm going to make to plug the Big Ridge Kitchen. Is one is the Clubhouse salad, which has blue cheese. Yeah. It has a panko fried uh, poached egg. As well as uh, bacon and grilled chicken, so that so it's would like work a for version the, of a cob salad. China and the other one is one I'm falling in love with lately and having a great romance with. I know you're having a romance with salad. Slow down. I call it the power salad, but it's a quinoa salad <laughs> with kale, mm. cranberries, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, uh, pine nuts. And all that, that nuttiness and all the, all those pieces, it's kind of a very refreshing, uplifting salad, and it goes really well with this beverage. So nice. yeah, that's my that. personal recommendation as far as pairings. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank Lovely. you. Good job, Jay. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, what do you think we should go for the next of your beers here? So I think the next one we should bring out the uh, Session Black Pilsner. Oh. I agree. Session Black Pilsner. You agree because... yes. First you made all, that style up. He brought the beer. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I love 
black lagers. So Do you? Yeah, yeah, I love black lagers. There's a lot more flavor profile to them. So. Schwarzbier? Well, yeah. I guess because, uh, unfortunately, you have the burden of being the pourer. I can't engage you on that. But while you're pouring, uh, well, that's a good jump-off point because Here, not everybody... Okay. Are you volunteering? Yeah, yeah, talk to Mike. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, so because of the fact that... So, for instance, so I happen to be married to somebody who's uh, a dark lager fan. Yeah. She, she is... Uh, she always has been much more into that than I am. I'm, hmm. I'll be candid. Um, again, you know, it's sort of to go back to the whole thing about I didn't get into craft beer to drink lager, yeah. and then, yeah, but uh, dark lagers obviously are not the same. I mean, the malt is much more roasty and toasty, but absolutely. But uh, the body isn't there, and that for me has always been a historically a turnoff. Uh, because I, my eyes are seeing something that looks like it's going to have this like really, uh, you know, heavy body. There's going to be lots of sugars. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, oh yeah, this is going to be like food. And then all of a sudden, uh, no, it said it was a black lager. It is not a porter. It is not what your eyes are telling you. Hmm. And so that oh, part wow. is part of it for me. My but, favorite thing about. When people are going, I don't drink dark beers. I'm like, okay, well, I can make a dark beer that is like fairies dancing on your tongue. Yeah. And this is what you're going to drink. Yeah. And I also have a recipe for a beer that is lighter than the Pilsner you had, but it'll hit you like a freight train. I'll be honest. I'm kind of surprised at the color. You, even though oh I knew it was a block lager, God, this is really that. dark. Yeah, this yeah. is not a light brown or anything. This is no, black. <laughs> no, so I was inspired. I did a collaboration. Shout out to Camp Brewing, uh, Dave Henry, uh, the brewer there. They're, have, they're not open yet. They're going to be out of Langley. And uh, I've known him for a while when I was at Trading Post, and he's just a fabulous man. Uh, helped me move. Such a great guy. Anyway, we were wanting to do a collab to help promote the brewery that hasn't opened yet, and we did what's called DH on the DL. Yeah. So Dave Henry on the Dark Lager, it was his recipe. <laughs> uh, he didn't have a name, and it was just a collab. I just and really, I just wanted to hang out with him, really, and, and just brew and learn so much from him. Yeah, he's a good so, guy. So I was inspired by being able to take a dark lager and make it r- super approachable, and I learned about, and I wanted to kind of replicate it but be different. So how do I make a dark lager but not a dark lager? Well, make it a black pilsner. So this one, what I, I did is I wanted so, to make it sessionable. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm just going to snort it this. It smells so <laughs> good. Thank you. It <laughs> smells so good. I'm getting the nutty with the toasty and yeah. the roasty. Oh, my God. It's like so, coffee, but not. This is, this is my version of decaf coffee because I'm a Jabba oh. Uh So it means I, I probably have 80% coffee in my veins. Uh, <laughs> so, But there are times I just got to run decaf or I'm going to be up all night right so this is uh it's actually been doing really well i always have to, big ridge is always there's three goals we try and do one is to try and have a nitro beer on tap all mm, the time really we have two we have the ability to do two i always want to have try and have one so that's one of my goals the other one is to always have a dark beer on tap because i have guys that'll come in in blazing hot august the province could be on fire and they'll say <laughs> Where is your stout? Really? Oh, you God. want a stout right now? Okay. Really? That's fine. That's uh, and that's Dave. Or that's Mike. Okay. <laughs> Should it not be a roast beer I, I most did. years these days? Wow. Yeah, right. Okay. So That's just mean. I'm a seasonal drinker, so, so I, I don't understand this so at all. I always have a dark know. beer guy, right. and my other new goal is to always have a fruit beer. I would say most summers now it should be Roche beer in BC. So there might be, wow, a tr- there might be three. There might be times where I'll have a fruit 
beat dark beer on nitro. You never know. Like <laughs> I that could be in the that. future. Whatever that is, I want it. I, I'm I just made it up. <laughs> I'm probably gonna rock it out. Do it. It's we'll three, see. Right? It's three. There's three. It fits all three categories. The other thing is, we just expanded our seasonal lineup. We used to have uh, two or three seasonals, mm, yeah. and then this year we've expanded to five. Wow. Now we're not gonna have five all the time, uh, but I'd love to have five all the time. But oh, I'm gonna we're gonna be between four and five. Depends so on how much people goal. drink. Well, the the more you move it, the more I can brew it. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. That's, that's, ah, that's how it is. So, so go down to Big Ridge. So and session order Black Pilsner. The seasonal. You got so your I orders, got, folks. I got so <laughs> bored and annoyed with people coming in like, I don't drink dark beer. It's yeah. too much like Guinness. I don't drink Guinness. It's too heavy. Really, Guinness isn't even heavy. No, it's no. not. It's four point two percent, which is no. the same as the Coors Light you're drinking. Slow down. Um, <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> These are two of my relatives in Ontario. You know you're... Uh, <laughs> the province you're... of smugness. <laughs> Just stop. Just Local stop. Around it. So, anyway, I wanted to make... And, and so, basically, it got to a point where I went, I don't want to hear it. And this is called, I don't want to hear it, Session Black Good Pills. name. <laughs> yes. Don't, I don't oh want to hear it. So then, if so, and here's the other class. Thank you, guys. The other thing is that if people are in the pub are going, why am I paying craft beer prices for something that's 3.7%? Well, you're obviously an alcoholic and require yes. meetings. Yes. So, uh, Which you can have right here at Big Ridge. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. So the point I'm trying, is I understand people want value, but yeah. I think we can give value in a 3.7% beer. And this is, this is your value and my ser- the servers the front house team are amazing because they yeah. say hey yes it's 3.7 percent but you can have more than one beer and still drive yeah. and watch the game yeah and yeah. and it's and actually trip on your way to the yeah. bathroom you nailed it when you're getting into a bottle of beer that's like 17 dollars <laughs> then i'm gonna get a little touchy with the 3.7 percent alcohol because that does happen yeah but when Listen. you're talking about just a pub pint I'm not going to ever complain about. I thought you were going to say 17. percent no, like, no, no, wow, no, man, that's, no, no. That's I a love those too. When I smell this, I get so much roast and everything in the aroma. Yeah, but when I taste it, the flavor is much more subdued than the aroma. Like I've literally the roasted not component. This yet. I'm just sniffing this. The <laughs> roasted component's there. It's but it's not like right up in your face. That's a. I'm going to give full props to Dave Henry on that one. He gave me a really great pro tip. Uh, he uses uh, what's called carafa dehusk. Uh, ah, so yes. yeah, so it basically they take the husk out of it, so you don't get that tannin and yep. that, that firm coffee. And you do you, all the coffee. Did you around. put it in late in the mash? Uh, no, I did. I don't have really have that ability. But what I. I wouldn't say late in the mash. Once the a mash lot of is specialty malts like this, you're not getting any fermentables out of them. Yeah. So if you put them in, in the last 15, 20 minutes of the mash, you're still getting the flavor without having to you know, put them in early in the mash. I wouldn't say late, but I'm probably putting them in the latter half. So Perfect. I'm kind of like cutting yeah, yeah, the yeah. difference. Perfect. Yeah. Just they don't need to go in at the beginning. Just based on the system I have. Would you mind geeking out a little bit on the yeah. grain bill for me you know, on this oh, one? Oh, I wrote this down. I knew someone was going to ask me this. <laughs> super curious. Oh, I tried to remember it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember where I lived. He's, he's now pulling out scrolls, <laughs> dusting off some ancient pap- papyrus. This is, really, this is really easy to drink. So it's you're, a very you're nice the malt light. Bowl, right? yes. I don't okay, have a sword so, for you. I'm sorry, So man. here we go. I'm running um, Wireman Bohemian Pills in their malt. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I remember talking about this with... Uh, I, I can't remember who. And they go, "Why are you ordering Pilsner malt? It's expensive." Well, do you, do, you, do you make do you make good. beef stew with chicken broth? Right, right. It's just not done. 
Yeah. So you got to start with you're doing good a pills, ingredients. You're going to do it. Well, you're doing a pills. You're going to use pills malt. But, like, not, and, but and, not superior pills or something. You're well, going to use good stuff. I like superior pills. Don't get me wrong. So I used also melanoidin. Mm-hmm. So I like melanoidin, also, a.k.a. honey malt. So anytime you get a honey beer, by the way, um, it, if you're not using honey malt to give that, uh, I think you're missing out. So this Absolutely. one gives that kind of like that sweetness character that's yeah, in there, kind of really like a kind of like a latte. Um, I use carafa de husk, and lastly, mm-hmm. I use carafoam. Oh, uh, and okay. that's a pro tip from our mutual colleague. Shout out to Matt Barber, who's a big fan of carafoam. It's a really lightly toasted or roasted um, specialty malt. It doesn't do what it's purported to do, but mm-hmm. it does give you a nice flavor. Well, not only that, I think it gives me uh, a little bit of that protein that's going to give me th- that, that froth that I want and a little bit of that body. And that's what I find from using Carafoam. So I only use that in beers that are like anything like red or malt forward. Mm-hmm. So I don't use this in anything I'm doing with kind of a hop-centric beer. Right. So that's kind of where the hop the hop bill is, or the malt mm-hmm. bill is, excuse me. This is really you, delicious. Uh, yeah. Thank well, you. I, I I know I've crushed a multiple pints and uh, on this one, just sitting da- back and just going, oh wow. So I have a few casks that are ready to be put out. I don't want to say to market, but it'll yeah. be put out for our cast nights. Um, again, shout out to Trading Post. We'll have a guest cask there on September fifth, Thursday, September fifth. It'll be the session Black Pilsner, and I'll have some coffee that I put in it. So people that are kind of like, I want some coffee notes, and yeah. again, I'm a Java Christian, so I drop kick some coffee yeah. in there. This in a cask with a little bit of coffee would be yeah. fantastic, or a lot be, of coffee. I would, I, would, I would suggest gonna... a blonde, a lighter roast. Well, I, I, I'm not allowed to say the source that I got the coffee from. Why not? I, oh, no. This is a, a secret kind of collab project that could come down. <laughs> once Usually it comes collabs out, are not tell, secret. Right? Oh, once yeah. it comes out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's, once, once it's all sorted out, this is gonna, it's kind of like product testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to uh, see how these coffee beans do in a cask environment, and Trading Post has been so gracious to, to take this cask on. And, yeah. and uh, I, I, really in, in, I really miss the cask nights being able to be there for, and being part of that cask yeah. program. So now I'm taking the, that knowledge and moving it over. That's and, awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I know, uh, shout out to Sean Kilby, the, who's the assistant there and runs their cask program. They're doing a fantastic job. So yeah. I have a question. Fire away. Um, I'm guessing that vanilla ice cream is available at Big Ridge. <laughs> so, I, are you referring to when the brewmaster dinner, when everybody was putting vanilla ice cream in the? I'm just not thinking your that this stout? would make a fantastic float. Really Honestly, would. if someone yes. put ice cream in this, I'd be okay with it. I think <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge. I, yeah. I'm in. That's I think good. we've all yeah. gone through a, what we call our beer purist phase, where it's like, mm. oh, you shouldn't do. Th- thou shalt not blaspheme <laughs> beer, right? <laughs> right? We've all been there. Um, don't put lemon slice in this. How dare oh, you? Well, yeah. So, but there is um, uh, there's a lady, uh, a, a server, uh, at, and bartender at uh, Big Ridge. And who she was drinking lager with lemon, and I'm like, why are you putting lager in the lemon? She was, that's why I like it. And she got very defensive. <laughs> and I, really, you're putting lager in lemon. The lager not good enough for you. And she goes, I want it with lemon. Oh yeah. So I call the bartender over and I go, I'll have what she's having. Seriously? Yeah. So I drank Sorry. it and I really liked it. So I made her a cask. There you, <laughs> go. There there you go. Answer. So that's so I look at it this way. If I, I used when I first got the Big Ridge, I mixed and matched the. We beers. don't know whether she drank the cask. We need we need information. Did she? How much oh, yeah. of that cask did she drink? Oh, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. <laughs> Come on. I know she was very blushy at Come the end on. of it, so I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, but I'll mix and match beers all the time. I used yeah. to do it at Trading Post. I used to do it at. Uh, I still do it at Big Ridge. I'll mix and match. We used to play but, around at Dicks back in the days. Absolutely. Right 
Um, the bartenders give me a hard time calling me high maintenance and princess and all these other fun <laughs> descriptors. Uh, but I do it because I want, I'm looking for cask ideas and I'm also looking for if I were to take the recipe of one to the another and mm-hmm. how do I merge them together? Sure. So that's kind of how it's kind of research, but also how does this play out together? Yeah. I agree. I'm yeah. actually super curious how this would pair or cask with licorice. Licorice? Probably do great, yeah. I think depending on the licorice, um, salty 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 salty. I'm talking black sure. licorice. Yeah, real licorice. Yeah, like real black licorice. licorish and probably yeah. like a yeah. little salty. Unlike I, I like the... It would have to be yeah, subtle. Yeah, the red, yeah. Like faux, that, cherry. Yeah, don't, don't go not super hardcore or anything. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. Just, I don't just think that curious, was the licorice. I think that just a tiny bit of anise in there probably be good. I think, yeah, you know probably what? Good, I, I'm yeah. now yes, you're telling right. me next year when I brew it again, I'll, yeah. I'll put some anise in it for maybe you. Maybe a cast, maybe a cast. Yeah, well, I go. can't do it now. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, tell, where were you guys like yeah. two months ago? Can't yeah. do it now because, because we are actually at Mike Garson's recording a podcast. Busy, cannot do it right now. Speaking of Mike, there's no doubt that because more than fifty percent of the recording time on this podcast. So far, has been about this one beer. I'm sure Mike is actually eager oh, to shit. find out when we're going to move on. If oh, we're no. ever going to, if we're ever going to leave I this particular beer, we've been ta- this we've is a been, damn good beer. We are never you. leaving this beer. No, we've been waxing poetic about this beer, but we haven't really talked <laughs> about the flavor. Have you drank any yet? yet? Or are you still okay. sniffing it? <laughs> it's, it's got the chocolate notes. It's got yeah. that hint of coffee. It's fantastic. Steve is still sniffing the beer. Yeah. No, I swear. Yeah. I mean, just he's actually this. not. This is amazing. This, this, Thank this, you. He's not actually going on here. had any There's of it. There's a little bit of that sweet caramel thing going very, on. Probably from the light. biscuit malt. Yeah. He's yeah. extremely familiar with the aroma. And the chocolate yes. malts that are in there are very subtle. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it's very easy to drink. The, the bitterness is very low. Very low. I, I this think is this a malt one, forward this beer. This one runs around like... 18. But yeah. that the yeah. bitterness or the, the that you get from the roasted malt yeah. is is adding to the bitterness, yeah. right? I, I just want to say though that you would you would think from the recording time elapsed that this is, you know, Jason's you know, PS de resistance and oh, thank you. but wow. but, but you know what? They've all been equally good. The the, the Pilsner I, I really uh, do want to. That's the most impressive. I want to. So I want to go back and just tweak that memory, folks, before yes. we forget. Half an hour after we, you know, got into that's the, the black That's still standing logger. out for me as the the. Top and one as the so person far. in the room, that honestly, you can't make me a, a black logger fan, no matter what you do. That's okay. I'm <laughs> so I am that person here. That's <laughs> me no, too. Still not tripping all over myself to. To, this to, is a beautiful beer. It's not my preference, but I yeah. still can appreciate but, it for but what it yes, is. Me too. Yeah, I can appreciate it. See, this. I will drink this five times before I drink the pills. Oh, thank you. But I prefer the, the pills. pills damn good. But and they're both what, really well I, I really uh, try and dial into what my regulars and customers are. I'll hang out at the pub. Well, and that's lot. what Tony used to do back at Yeah, TIS. I don't notice it. I guess you see me coming and slip out the other door. Well, Tony, Tony, I don't blame t- him. Tony told me stories about how he used to hang out at Dick's. Sadly, really neither do I. A, really he release, he'd release, release a new IPA, yeah. and then he'd go around the bar and take uh, a, a poll, basically, and say, what did you think of it? What does it need? What does it not need? What, is, what does this version have the last one didn't have? And he would take the feedback from the customers that were drinking it, and he would design the next recipe towards their feedback. Eventually, he reached a spot where he was making the beer that was dialed in for the people that were drinking it. You know, and that's and that's kind of what I do at Big Ridge. For example, we're going to be trying the Clover IPA in a little bit, and I have like two or three customers that that's all they drink. So Clover IPA, that's an old name. Yeah, that goes back to the origins when they Absolutely. first opened. Way back. 
but I'm guessing the recipe's changed over time. You know, it's, it's with it, okay, that's a, that table that conversation. We'll get into that when we actually crack <laughs> well, over the IPA. Was it actually not a clover ale for a long? It was time? certainly it. not you called it. IPA. Right, right. for it. for ten years, it at least it was so, not called IPA. To kind of address the original question is, I I have customers that that drink certain styles, and mm-hmm. I'll go to them going, I'm I'm looking to brew this, or what did you think of this, and I'll because they're the ones that are you know what's the the, the the one song that they're rubbing the, the, the bar off with their sleeves and their coats and all that. Oh, um, yeah. Home for a rest. Yeah, thank you. Spirit of the West, so I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I look at those people that are keeping the lights on. Yeah. They're my regulars. They're, they're my the clientele. Butter. They're my clientele. Yeah. So they're your QAQC team in, in, a, in a manner. So when if there's something that shifts about a beer or if they're, they're a dark beer drinker or they're, they're more of Yes. So I always... And if, if you're not doing this as a brewer or running an, an operation of that kind of nature, you should. Um, I brew for the people. So a lot of people ask me, as I segue, why aren't you making a sour? I get asked this a lot. And I go, well, I've looked at some of the historical, the historical documents uh, from <laughs> Last of the Galaxy Quest going on there. Um, and I look at sours, and I'm like, okay, they didn't do great. They didn't do bad. But I don't know about you, but I don't go to my buddy's place and bring a six-pack of sours when I want to watch an MMA fight. No. Or when we're going to watch the Van Grove Canucks game. It's starting to be a thing. I'm not bringing bringing a ton of sours. I I taste sours. I taste a lot of sours. I don't drink a lot of sours. Yeah. So if the market shifts that way, then I will do that. Right. Also, I haven't done too many IPAs. I've actually done two IPAs. One is a black IPA that we did uh, in January. It was a night mission black IPA. It did very well. Great for seasonality. And the other one I'm going to be brewing on Friday. Probably by the time you release this, it'll be already brewed. It's the Fresh Hop Wrath of Khan Ah, Belgian IPA. Which is a Big Ridge classic that you've updated with Fresh Hops. Thank you. In the last year or two. Absolutely. And And we all love Star Trek, so. The Fresh Hop (laughs) edition has been fully 100% approved by Tariq Khan, who's the originator of that beer. Uh, it's it's going to be so fun to be able to do that. I work work with uh, Crooked Stick Hop Yard. Uh, shout out to them on two sixty fourth. Uh, supremely amazing people to work with. Really supportive of Big Ridge. So that's how that beer coming down the pipe. So nice. trying to roll back to IPAs, which is which go. our next beer is. So this is a again speaking of classics, Clover IPA. Clover IPA. So now, Clover this IPA, is a, a somewhat clear. IPA? I like to Pacific think so. Northwest style? I think it's more so from what I'm looking at the bill from the hops and looking at the malt bill, it's kind of a union, a marriage. It's a marriage of an English IPA mm-hmm. meets a Pacific Northwest. Perfect. So there we go. It's, it's got notes of both. Yeah. yeah. It definitely so, does, yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and – go ahead, Mike. You can crack on uh, right, right, Side note that um, I – its predecessor, the Clover Ale, is literally the first beer I ever drank at Big Ridge. I have a distinct memory of it, and <laughs> it was fantastic then. And uh, they, I don't know if you guys still do the Black and Tan, but uh, at the time, I had I started with the Clover Ale, did the Black and Tan, and then moved on. I don't remember. Oh, there was a stout. I don't remember what it was that I had at the time, but I just remember sitting there going, yeah. I'm coming back here. Usually it's Old Sullivan Porter that they try and do it with. Uh, I, I did the not, I did a stout called Not Your Average Stout, yeah. and we managed to layer it like a black and tan. I'm old school that way. I like layered black and tans. I think they're it's sexy. Cool looking. They're yeah. sexy. I love That's it. what oh, yeah. really yeah. it really is. And instead of green beer, it's great for St. Patrick's Day. 
So this one, yeah, clarity, like she's clear as day. Yeah, nice and <laughs> so yep. um, the nose on this, I get darker, a lot of, a little darker in color. Yeah, uh, more similar to the red racer color. Yeah. So this one, um, it's two malts. Two. That's it. Really? So you've got a base malt and a specialty malt. Wireman Care Munich Three. Wow. That's right. it. That's all you need. I love caramel. I shifted it. I'm not going to lie. I shifted it from Simpsons Crystal Medium. Uh-huh. Um, I really, I went down to the recipe and I wrote out, because I'm a nerd, and I like my, I like math, because math doesn't lie. Right. Math doesn't leave you crying in the corner wondering why, why, why. Um, it's just solid. <laughs> is there one right answer? My life is solving for X, by the way. If you hate algebra, don't be a brewer. Or if you don't like washing dishes, don't be a brewer. So <laughs> You sound like uh, Malcolm from uh, Jurassic Park looking oh, for his X. <laughs> Okay, so that's a shout out to Cassandra Grieve because she loves uh, <laughs> loves Malcolm from Jurassic Park. So uh, I went through and I looked at I, I did the protein count. I did all that. I was obviously really? well, got to remember I'm single for a reason. So uh, <laughs> so I did all the math one night and I'm like, okay. And it wasn't I was looking to change this beer. It was looking to shift the beer. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like doing a tune up on your car. You want to update it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make it topical. You, thank you. You nailed it. So someone's going to ask me, what's the malt bill and what's Steve. all this stuff? There's two malts. There's two malts, but the hops are really, really um, complex. So it's mm. Columbus on first wort. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Magnum on boil for bittering. And then it's Cascade and Centennial on Whirlpool. Mm. Okay. And then dry hopped. Wait for it. There's oh. more. Yeah. Amarillo, Cascade, Galaxy, and Azaka. Jesus Holy Christ. shit. Oh, why? So, why? Um, I love the Azaka. Well, I'm getting dish. a lot of that, that citrusy thing off the aroma. So, uh, I love the fact that you just went, let's just use two malls. But every <laughs> hop we have. <laughs> but I'm, all, I'm also getting, malt uh, I get that I citrus thing of. in the aroma, but I'm also getting some of that tropical mango papaya So the challenge is, I'm not going to lie, uh, the, the prior brewer, Chad, was letting me know, hey, man, mm. like, we can't get Galaxy, which is, we've seen other breweries have that issue with getting certain ingredients in, you have to shift the recipe. Mm-hmm. Unless you contract it out. And, yeah. Or have friends yeah. in high places. Yeah. <laughs> Low places. Come well, on who want to share. I would just love friends in places. Below the <laughs> so uh, I made some adjustments and some shifts. Um, Warren, you mentioned about salts. Uh, I went down to the math, and I, I I didn't have to shift the salts very much, if at all. Uh, and really, this is my version and fusion of English IPA wow. meets Northwest IPA. But yeah. also, I didn't want to shift it too much so that the, the people that have been coming in for 20 years are going to go, mm-hmm. what did you do to the IPA? I hate it. So those guys that have been coming in are going... You tweaked it, Jay, and you made it your own. I like it. It's it's up to date. And you mentioned modernized it. Yeah. It's up to date with what's going on in the market. Yeah. I'm still getting that caramely, malty backbone. Yeah. The, that's nicely balanced with the hops. There's a little tiny bit of sweetness in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's working quite nicely. And it is I'm probably a bit more bitter and hoppy than it would have been in the past. Yes. I yes. think so, yeah, which is great. Yeah, oh, this is this this is a really nice update on a really fond memory I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the nose. It comes. This is going to sound really bad, but it, I mean this in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. It actually comes off with a really fun sour hay note mm-hmm. that reminds me of like like everybody talks about clover is like I call a, it rustic. Yes, <laughs> but like everybody talks about clover is like a sweet note. But if you mm-hmm. actually go out and like 
you're just on the lawn and you smell clover, you get all the extra stuff around mm. it, and it it comes off with that really fun, complex. That's how you feel when you just mowed your you. lawn, yeah, mm-hmm. but you're not covered in grass. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to be the person in the room that's uh, when we were talking about those regulars mm. and the people that have been going there twenty. Are years. you one of those regulars? Dave? Well, I'm geographically located in an optimal position <laughs> <laughs> by way of my domicile yes in order to be that guy tonight yeah. because i am the the big ridge uh regular in you the spend past some time there now here's i have to confess i haven't been as regular as i used to be because there used to be this thing called the big ridge shuttle oh yeah and it <laughs> used to come to our house Uh-oh. And so we're not going to go there, folks, because because there might be some bitterness about the fact that the shuttle broke down and was never repaired. And a mark. I don't know Uh, anything about that. So, but anyway, Mark, bring it back because you Mark. But uh, you used to pick up the SkyTrain. I would be there. Yes, (laughs) I remember that. I failed myself with that. Yeah, I'll make sure I kick this link up to the higher ups. Absolutely, (laughs) because uh, I, you know, one of my favorite memories of uh, post Big Ridge. uh, Imbibement is uh, heading up to Scott Road Skytrain, and I didn't need, even need to, but I just went for, the, just ride went for the ride <laughs> to, to help other people get home. I actually, good Samaritan, I actually helped a, a very well-known community member get get her butt onto the Skytrain. Love it. All, went all the way up the uh, the King George uh, thing, came back down, got in the shuttle, and off we went. That's awesome. All right, Dave, I am now inspired. I'm going to make you a beer called Along for the Ride. Oh, <laughs> oh, love it. That is good. If it's not a beer, it'll be a cast. Is that okay? <laughs> but, I'll go along with that. you got to remember okay. that Jason, he's here for a good time, not a long time. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, noted. So yeah. now... You, when a trooper. It, when it comes... I am a trooper. <laughs> wow. I, I am a trooper, and I do raise hell. And so... It's a little hell, though. No, yeah. Un pu. So uh, when it comes to this particular wow. beer, because, you know, to, to try to bring it back to the topic, which is this was, uh, as Steve said, it, it wasn't an IPA. You know, when we first went there, there's posters on the wall. Damn. There was no word IPA. This right. was the one brewery... Clover ale. This Clover yeah. Ale, yeah. This was the one brewery in British Columbia, and we're talking about this is the same chain of brew pubs, and, and there was five of them at its peak. Yeah, that uh, were cutting edge that developed brewers like Ian Hill. Well, okay, mm. yeah, he, yeah. Right. I would say Ian Hill without without the Mark James Group uh, as a brewer as we know him would not exist. Probably not. And yeah, it's, it's same with Tony. We are, the same with uh, Dave and all these. Varga. We are so, richer. For Woodward. him, especially. There's yeah. a whole... Uh, but uh, in out in Surrey, we're the outpost. And believe me, as I said, I, I'm, I'm a Surrey guy. My wife is a Surrey girl. Uh, we're, we're not necessarily proud of it, but we're not ashamed of it either. So, <laughs> and Dave, you touched fly, on the... Fly that Surrey flag crowd. You, you, you touched on the Mark James group. Fly just that so. beaver. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. The beaver flag, damn it. I... I Moving right along. Surrey um, animal. <laughs> so, usually ride instead of fly. Right. Uh, fair enough. Wow. So, wow. Just went there. Just for our listeners, just to understand Big Ridge Brewing and the schema of things. There's a there's the Mark James Group and and there we Mark James Group uh, owns uh, Yelltown Distilling, Yelltown yes. Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh and Josh over there, the brewers are doing a fantastic job. They're they're way more maverick than I am. 
Uh, I can't wait to do a collab with them. We'd have so much fun together. And then um, there's Derek, who's rocking it out at the high uh, mountain Whistler Up brew Whistler. house. Yeah, yeah. His He's five been there for ring, several years. His five rings IPA right. is something to behold. Yeah. Uh, as well, well as, he cut his teeth on IPA at Dick's, right? Absolutely. And and Derek's always a great guy. He's always got my back. And then there's Yaletown Distilling, Tariq, uh, yep. legacy guy in the craft brewing industry, now a distiller, uh, doing very well for himself. Hop mm-hmm. Gin. I'm going to do shameless plug for his Hop Gin. Yeah. And then there's also the Flying Beaver Pub out in near... I don't think I've been there. Near the, uh, if it's I'm not the mistaken... South Terminal. The, yeah, the South Terminal. Uh, famous, YBR. Famous. Service. I, I haven't been there. I don't think I've ever been there. Service and food, just great. Really? Just, if you have wanted, you if, if, Yes, I have. I went there and I, like, I did, I ghosted. I didn't yeah. want to tell them on the brewer. And, oh, God. And I, they treated well, me so well. let me so know well. when you're going in sometime. I'd oh, love to check that place that out. Would, it's so it's so worth a little the little jaunt if you can make it yeah. out there. And there's actually parking there and stuff. <laughs> yes, there you is. Think. So big shout out to that. We're we're part of a, a of a larger group and we, we share a lot of ideas. Yeah. Like I, I talk to Derek and I talk to Josh and But you still have your autonomy, right? I do. I, I have some parameters, I'm not gonna lie. Of course. Um we serve twenty ounce pints. We're one of the few places. And Brilliant. by the way, there's no such thing as an American pint. This is my little soapbox An American moment. pint is 16 ounces, <laughs> and, and it doesn't exist in Canada, sleeve. where we use the imperial system. Thank you. And according to International Weights and Measures, a 16-ounce pint doesn't exist. It's a bunch of bunk. It's a it, cheater it's, it's, it's a version of a sleeve. Well, that's like saying it's an 800-meter kilometer. Get right. over yourself. Right. So... <laughs> That's right? Americans trying to rip everybody off. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. So uh, with, we, we serve legitimate pints, and uh, we have a full-fledged restaurant. We have a lounge side. We have a restaurant side. Yes, we're kid-friendly. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, everybody's dedicated to the beer, dedicated to the food. Uh, I suggest everybody come on out. Like, absolutely. And, and, and we're, we do a ton of events. I have a shameless plug for an event we're doing September 14th. It's a KPU mm. double collab release. So you had so, a KPU student work with you at Big Ridge, and then you went and did a collab at KPU. That is correct. So side note, I my another personal goal is I want to release a collab beer once a month. Once a month? Wow. Jeez, yeah, once a month. That's my goal. I might do twist. two in one month and skip one other, but right, depends right, right, how right. it goes, right? A but little that's show my goal. too. That's cool. For, for everyone who doesn't know, KPU is Quantlin... Polytechnic, Polytechnic University. University. And they have one of the premier brewing uh, yeah. programs yeah. in the province, if not Canada. And one of mm-hmm. my most fond memories, when I was the second year at Olds College in their brewmaster and brewery operations program, uh, Kwantlen Polytechnic University brought their first years out mm. for their uh, brewery and brewing operations program. And that's where I got to meet people like, you know, uh, Mike Nicholson at Britannia mm, and yeah. Ashley Brooks mm-hmm. now at Four yeah. Winds. Yeah. You know, uh, Cole Smith at Dead Frog. I could list go on and on and on. There's so many people that have come out of KPU that are currently in the business in the Lower Mainland who are knocking it out of the park. The school Absolutely, is entrenched. It's insanity too because how old is that program now? It's not that not old. Four years, yeah. at the most, yeah, maybe no, three. Shout, and shout out to KPU. They, well, they've even they had some gave me a beautiful tour of their system. They, yeah, they turn out. To, Quality people, and they've even had some stars in there as instructors. They have, yeah. and well, it, go out, yeah, uh, go out uh, Fridays. They do their, they do growler, growler fills. fills. They're rotating constantly. They come up with, they 
do staples. They do interesting. All summer weird long, stuff. they've been doing collabs yeah. with yeah. alumni and other people in the industry, yeah. like if Jason. They, they're on this southeast corner of Langley City, not township city. Right. And yeah. while yeah. you're there, you'll be able to visit all the Langley brewers, yeah. breweries yes. that well, are up and coming. If, if you go so back in our history too, we also did a three part series. Me and Chelsea, who is no longer really part of the podcast these days, we did a three part series with KPU. So we Ooh, went to the right. brewery. We mm. did. We sat yes. down with some of the instructors and talked to them. We did one with some of the alumni of the program. Nice. And we did one with, um, oh shoot, what's her name now? Nancy. Yep. Yes, Nancy Moore. Nancy Moore. She's Me and Nancy and Chelsea the whole thing. went and sat down at Central City Brew Pub, and we had a chat and we recorded it. So if you want to go back and you're looking for the three-part series on KPU, you can hear all about the program. Perfect. It was so I have a really fun event coming up September 14th. Uh, a few months ago, we did a KPU cask-off. Mm-hmm. So uh, the faculty selected three students to come in and make casks and do a three-way cask-off. Nice. And what the prize was is $500 in cash. Really? That they we encouraged them to put towards their tuition, but if they wanted to put it towards... <laughs> Whatever that Can- that's Cancun. their that's their thing. <laughs> uh, the other piece was uh, they come and brew with me. Yeah. And when I was a brew student, if I had the opportunity Priceless. to go brew with a brewer at a full fledged brew, I would have. Oh, been that was a big brewer. deal. Yeah, that's fantastic. So Christy Isaac won, and she came up with this really amazing recipe. She, it's like she already had it in the holster, ready to quick draw it. It was great. Uh, it's called, and that's going to be coming out in, on September 14th. It's called yeah. Royally Skewed <laughs> British Pale Ale. Oh, yeah. And Warren, I know you're a punk, like punk music guy. Yeah. So think about punk music, where it's a British invasion to America. Yeah, yeah. Think about that flipped. So take a British Pale Ale with an infusion of Pacific Northwest hops. Interesting. So that sounds, uh, we've been, that sounds we've, delicious. We've been tasting it, and it's it's turning into some marmalade honey nectarine Ooh, notes nice. which is and it's kind of like an ordinary special or ordinary bitter meets yeah. kind of an english pale ale it's really Ooh. taking on its interesting that life on its own i'm in this sounds great. i'm a big fan of an ordinary bitter i that, that's why i'm mentioning it i love right? english styles so it that, Full marks to Christy. She came up with a recipe. She was very. She's worked with the specific yeast strain uh, more than I have. So it was again. I, I look at collaborations of uh, symbiotic relationship and mutual sharing of information. That's the biggest part, I think, is the information sharing. And and also, uh, my personal is when I when I work with either homebrewers or KPU students or brewing students, I don't look at them as, as kind of like, oh, well, you're a student, you're below me. It's like you're brewers. We're all brewers. That's how it is. Uh, people with experience have a lot to bring to the table. Absolutely. People without experience have that fresh look at things, that, 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 that untainted kind of creativity. You know what I mean? So they might be bringing things to the table that you would never consider. So I'm, I'm, I have no shame in saying that Christy did like 80% of the work. Like she came in Beautiful. and I just pointed and shot and said, hey, turn that valve, do that thing. And. She was in. She was in there. Just this is her project. Perfect. So that's going to come out September fourteenth. But wait, there's more. <laughs> so K- yeah, I know. I that's awesome. so KPU invited me out to come and brew with them. Yeah. And uh, one of the students that was involved with the KPU uh, cask off, uh, Graham, invited me, and I got to brew with him, and as well as Martina and John, uh, mm. the students there, all lovely people, very talented. Uh, and we brewed, and we here's what we did. I, I don't get to do too many madcap things, but we kind of took 
a Kolsch style beer meets a Swartz beer and dropkick a Norse uh, Kavik yeast in it. <laughs> Fuck oh. yeah. Yeah. So it is like the most, one of the most madcap things I've ever done. And we're like, why not? So it's going to be called Der Nuckrider, which means the Night Rider. <laughs> okay. Of his German roots. Rider. But I'm doing a cask of that one. The cask that came out, we put in um, caraway, grains of paradise, oh. and juniper because those are herbs that were put in the Norse drink back in the day, and it's called Holmgang. So that So Holmgang is going to be, there's going to be a cask. On September 14th, we're going to release the KPU collab beer that I went and brewed with them. And wow. we're also going to release the KPU student beer that they came, uh, Christy came and brewed with me. Nothing like this has been done with Big Ridge. This is what we're kind of trying to do with Big Ridge is look so at what September everybody else is 14th, doing. September 14th, 2019. 5 yeah. p.m. Come out. That's where we're going to release. Ridge? At Big Ridge. That's awesome. I might have to do that. I, if I, I'm not working, yeah. I'll be there. So this is what we're trying to do is, is really just look what everybody's doing. Do something different. Yeah, and awesome. uh, so, well, I, and cross promotion and all that stuff is a bonus too, right? And uh, the the KPU students there, I I have a KPU student. His name is Amanchu, and he handles the packaging and some of the cellaring stuff. And he's he's a top shelf gentleman. Oh, nice. So uh, I'll probably always, if I can, always have a KPU student he on has, my team. He has great yeah. facial hair. And, <laughs> he does. Uh, he's got an epic beard. <laughs> and you know. Because of the fact that you've you know managed to uh, get across that there's an event on September 14th, um, I just want to make sure I pick up the slack here and let people know that there's yet another event on September 24th. Mm. So thank you. Which mm-hmm. is uh, maybe, another wicked dinner. Maybe the 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 tie-in with the you know with the brewing school community isn't there, but in this case, folks, it's not just about. You know, benefiting all these these students is about benefiting your stomach because if you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you want to come out for the next Big Ridge Brewmasters, do yourself a favor. They have been, as we discussed before, a throwback to the time when a Brewmasters dinner meant something. Yeah, and it, it's been a long time. My wife and I can uh, can certainly corroborate that uh, if you remember back when. Brewmaster's dinner was like something impressive. The food is impressive. Uh, the the uh, thinking behind it. Now this one is going to be all about Oktoberfest. It's yeah. an Oktoberfest inspired theme. So Chef and I were looking at uh, the pairings that we're doing. So I'm bringing a, a dry hop Vienna Lager for it. Uh, we've we've paired the beers, all seasonal beers that'll be paired with it. All we're seasonals. also we're also believe it or not, we're doing an introductory cocktail. So that's something else. We're, we're, we're pi- is this a beer cocktail? It will be a beer cocktail. Okay. It's that we're piloting. We're trying this idea. Uh, nice. Our bar manager has come up with an amazing... I'm not going to say what it is. got to show up. Yeah, no, and then to make call. everybody jealous. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to do... You're going to show up and you're going to get a little beer cocktail to sample as an appetif before your dinner. Very um, nice. Uh, again, Tina, shout out to her as her idea and taking beer to the next level she's a she's a true mixologist at heart and, very cool uh, yeah. so so well, happy that's, she's that's on just the team. another element another angle to the uh, the brewmaster's dinner and I, I think that's exciting and interesting yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you know I, i'm just trying to take the dinners and evolve it 
yeah. every single time we're going to yeah. do something different or Step make it, it better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sounds like it will be different. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and everyone's invited. Am I invited? Of course you're invited. Well, we got a vegetarian meal just for you. Well, it turns out September 24th is my birthday, so... Uh, what? Oh! oh! There might be a special dessert then. Ah. Maybe a candle. Make, make special wonton soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! I got your back. I'll arrange it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming out, Jason. Hey, thanks for having awesome. me, guys. Yeah, it's so, been nice chat. Really we appreciate it. Yeah, no, nice thank you. Uh, you brought. Four beers, and we've all waxed poetic about they were all, four all beers. They were all very good. Thank you. I'm, Remember how uh, he's, very he usually says it's been really decent, decent, yeah, or and he's above just average. Really good. Yeah. I don't, I don't throw around. No, uh, he doesn't. Accolades. No, he doesn't. Uh, he does not throw accolades lightly. around, and he has been throwing accolades around. Mm-hmm. All I've been four very beers. impressed. Yeah. No, it's so, been a good evening of. Yes. Uh, You've learned something over the last few devil years. Devil horns Thanks, all man. the way. <laughs> that, that, that black pills is fucking addictive. <laughs> yeah, they were all you. damn good. Mm. Thank you. So, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah. It's been amazing. And awesome. Thanks for bringing these beers out. Yeah. That, was, uh, My that, pleasure. that saved me driving down to Ridge, <laughs> which is halfway to the States. <laughs> it really for me, is. For me, because I live in Coquitlam. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close this show out. Uh, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. So... Thanks to Liz from Hopbauer. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for, to Indie Beer Show, both out of San Diego, California. And thanks to Steve. If you support us on Patreon, we uh, use the money to pay for our, uh, hosting, upgrade our equipment. You can get stickers. You can get a T-shirt. Uh, if you want uh, some kind of different uh, level, just let us know and we'll add that. We could even probably do like a skateboard or something. You also get We've early access to the, the podcast, right? Early access to the episodes when we can. Ad-free uh, just Ooh, go to patreon.com slash Pacific Beer Chat. So thanks for listening. Cheers. 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 Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Pacific Beer Chat. We can be found on all podcast apps as well as at PacificBeerChat.com. If you find a podcast app we are missing on, let us know and we'll endeavor to fix that. Leave us a review on iTunes as it helps expose more people to the show. You can email us at feedback at PacificBeerChat.com. We can be found on all major social media apps at Pacific Beer Chat. Logo design was by Tim, the craft beer tourist. Audio editing done by Cam, known as Cam on Tap on Twitter. To play us out, here is a clip of the song Lothian by the band Conundrum, performed by Kevin Ems. Find them at conundrum-music.bandcap.com. The song that plays us out is part of our intro.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.